my first experience with total darkness, which is unusual in our world, I've discovered. My only experience, I guess, with total darkness was walking along a country highway for about half a mile or so, I suppose, when it really was totally dark. I could not see the edge of the paved road. Thank goodness it was paved. But I walked with one foot on the pavement and one in the grass to know where I was going. It was very familiar. I'd driven over it numerous times. But it was a strange feeling in this day and age, and even that was 40 or 50 years ago, to be in a place very familiar and not be able to see a thing. I want you to imagine yourself in such a place as we talk today because the subject of today for Epiphany is lighten up. Meant, of course, in the very obvious way, not to take it easy on me, but to become more enlightened, to let spiritual things come deeper into the mind and heart so that there is a greater brightness to life. That's all it's about. That's what the wise men were trying to discover in their extraordinary journey. People of the East, as they spoke of them then, that's the way Matthew talked about these men, People of the East were star savvy. They knew about all there was to know then about stars. They were stargazers, extraordinary. And they watched them carefully, and when, as they thought, an unusual one showed up, they thought, we'd better go see what this means. As Matthew tells the story, he's the only one who tells us this story. The others either didn't know it, or the other gospel writers didn't know it or didn't use it. But Matthew tells about how those men, we call them kings, so there's no indication of that, left an eastern place and followed that star to the place where they decided their destination was. And sure enough, they found a mother and a baby. And they came in and the things they had carried with them for hundreds of miles, perhaps thousands possible, they laid at the feet of this weak little baby to be very strong later. It's not clear whether these wise men were Zoroastrians, though they could have been. That's a very old religious faith centered in what we now call Iran. The name itself, Zoroastrian, the astra is a star word for star. We know about astral things. And they worshipped a god that they called Ahuru Mazda. If you've ever bought Mazda light bulbs, you know what that means. They are light bulbs. The company named the Mazda bulbs after that ancient god of light. He was sometimes known as the Golden Star. 
We don't know enough from Matthew to know whether we can connect that religious faith with the wise men who came to see Jesus. But it all sort of fits. And we do know that the traders in that day, even at long distances, brought stories from those foreign places from which they had come. And the tales they would have told would have caused people in Israel, in Jerusalem and Bethlehem, to have imagined if they didn't hear directly. These folks came all the way from Iran. The Hebrew faith was rooted in considerations of light. You remember from the very beginning of Genesis telling us how there was form created out of chaos. Things were everywhere and and God gave shape to it. That there was also light created against the darkness that everything had been. So that as the Hebrews saw it and told the story from generation to generation, light was a powerfully important thing. And we, of course, are equally interested in that. We take it for granted with windows like these, with electricity coming in to shine little fibers to make things brighter for us. Faith has been rooted in lightness for a long time. And now Matthew finds this story that shows how the light of Christ transcends cultures and faiths and tribes and all of the other ways that we divide ourselves up one from another. The light of Christ was such a draw, was such a shine, that folks from way off came to pay homage to him. We've studied enough history to know that there were dark ages. We call them that. We call them sometimes the Middle Ages. But we refer to them as dark ages because we stand in the light looking back at them. They were ended over hundreds of years with a thing we call enlightenment. Enlightenment. And we encourage ourselves to avoid every way we can getting back into a dark ages kind of existence where some folks were extremely rich and some were extremely poor. The nobles and the peasants were about all there was. And where there wasn't much energy or substance to the lives of a lot of people, they just lived. But those folks, even in the dark ages, made some difficult choices. They rose up against rulers that did not play fair. And they created, over a long period of time, the kind of atmosphere in which a Magna Carta could take hold. 
This was centuries ago. And they created the kind of atmosphere in their lives in which a reformation could take hold. The church had gotten lazy at best and needed reform. And they did it. And enlightenment turned out the darkness of those dark ages. And so on, from one thing after another. The Declaration of Independence was an enlightening document, especially to George III and many others. The United Nations Charter has been an enlightening and broadening document for people who now know that there are folks living in other parts of the world and we need, we need to get along. You see how darkness and light battle each other. And our wish is that the light always win. Sometimes it doesn't. But our wish is, I think we would be unanimous on this, that the light always win, even though some darknesses still cover some of our hearts, some of our minds, and some of our communities in the world. So, there is advice in this scripture. You hear Isaiah talking, as Susan read, about how bright things were going to be for Israel. They had been through their own dark ages too. And it would, it would, it would lighten up. Isaiah promised it was the word of the Lord, and he and they believed it. And then Brecht tells us the story of how across a huge distance, somehow expectations were that there was a source of light, and we want to go find it. And they followed this, not a soap opera, guiding light to that spot where they found, and others did too, that there was a heart, even in a little child, so full of brightness that we would all lighten up from it. So the choice is here for us too. It, it's like it was in the dark ages. We can choose to turn on the lights around us. And one of the ways of doing that is to ask for that baby, that man, that source of light, that, as John said, light who was coming into the world so that everyone would know what God really intended by our being his creatures. And in some senses, this food that we take in in a few moments, small though it is, symbolic though it is, this food becomes a source of light to the bodies that are gathered here to eat. Lighten up. 
It will make you act in both ways because the anxieties will be gone. Lighten up. Wise men and women do 